everybody. Hey, welcome to the Spouse Selection Podcast. Season 1, Episode 9, right? I don't know. It's an emergency episode, a special episode, whatever you want to call it. We're back from not really being super late, but we're a little bit behind. We were going to bring you the Breakfast Club, and what happened, Aaron? So, yeah, um, if you listened to our last episode, you know that we were originally going to be covering the Breakfast Club in this episode. And then we went on a date night on Friday night and went to go see the new West Side Story movie. Yeah. Um, which I have some thoughts about. And, um, oh, yeah, she <laughs> So we were talking about it, and I learned that Rich had not seen all of the original. So mm-hmm. I thought that this would be kind of an emergency ep- Well, not necessarily emergency. Just kind of a impromptu episode in place of The Breakfast Club because... Special episode. Yeah. Because I have some thoughts that have been living in my brain for the past two days, and I need them out. <laughs> and uh, I went to Twitter and got some of them out, mm-hmm. but um, I have more. But I will be covering them all on this podcast so that it's all in one cohesive spot, <laughs> and I don't have to keep it in my brain anymore. Thank you. You got, you got a good <laughs> amount out um, after the movie. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Should I just get right into it? I think that's probably going to be the best uh, best approach. Okay. So let's... Go right into it. So I figured I would just start with reading my Twitter thread because a lot of the points that I originally thought of last night, um, or I'm sorry, Friday night when we went to see it, um, are really the major points that I have and I feel like will be good talking points. Sure. So let me just uh, get on the tweeter totter and find my thread. Okay. So, first and foremost, a lot. (laughs) Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess I should start by saying that um, I have been a fan of the show and the original movie for a very, very, very long time. Um, To the point where if I were to say that I've seen the original movie over 100 times, I'd probably be correct. Jesus. I fucking love it. Okay. Um, I remember my grandmother wow. putting it on when I was a kid and immediately falling in love with it. Like I had both the VHS and the DVD. And we had like a, um, I don't know if it was an eight track or if it was like an actual vinyl record of the soundtrack, but like my grandmother had it. Oh, so sick. like okay. this movie reminds me a lot of my grandmother. Okay. It's so very sentimental for you and special yes. to you in that way. Yes. Um, okay. And who my grandmother did pass away in 2010. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Okay. So with that in mind, here we go. (laughs) Number one, the Jets. So in the original stage production and in the movie version, which you saw today, Mm -hmm. the Jets are inherently racist. That's a given. But the primary reason for their hatred of the Sharks is over territory. They don't go harass the sharks for no reason, and they certainly, certainly do not harass the neighborhood for no reason. These new jets just go around defacing murals of the Puerto Rican flag completely unprovoked. And then later on in the movie, they say it's never been about race. But you can't have one of the movie themes be about racism and then claim it's not about it. Point number one. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot going on there. And I think that, I mean, it's pretty clear the difference that's hand, the, in how the Jets 
Sharks relationship is handled between like the Jets Puerto Rican relationship in the remake. Yeah. Um like you say they deface they deface a Puerto Rican mural. They like tear like that don't they like upend some like shops and stuff like that? So, yeah. So real quick, I mean the I probably should have said in the beginning, this is all going to be spoilers for the new movie oh, yeah, if anyone has not seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but if that's the case and you're listening to this, then that's your problem. So, um, Well, do we want to do like a spoiler-free discussion? No. No, because I feel like all of my talking points are based upon spoilers. It's West Side Story, Jesus. Yeah, if you don't know the, the story of West Side Story and you're listening to this podcast, I just I don't know what to tell you. No, right I here. mean, if you don't want it to be spoiled, then like, please... By all means. Like, click away yeah, go right watch now. The, go watch the movie. Yeah. Watch both of them. I don't know. Do you really want to give them money, though? Maybe wait for that one to go on a streaming service of your choice, okay? Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't spend money on this. So, yeah. Um, or I'm just going to do some spoilers because otherwise this discussion, I feel like, will be totally pointless. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. So, <clears throat> in the opening scene of the remake, uh, it's basically all the Jets coming together. And they're walking through what appears to be a Puerto Rican neighborhood. And one of the Jets takes a sign off of one of the local businesses, like with the new business, and pulls it down to reveal that it used to be an Irish pub. And then they take paint cans and go and deface a mural of the Puerto Rican flag. Now, mind you, mind you, there has not been a shark in sight at this point. Yeah. This is just completely unprovoked. They're well, going into the neighborhood to terrorize the neighborhood. Well, were, uh, weren't there some sharks? Because they were no. the sharks were just implied to be like regular folks, basically. But they weren't even called sharks in this movie. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't recall them ever being called the sharks. I don't think ever. they were. Like the the equivalent scene in the original is where they are like painting over a mural or not really a mural graffiti of a shark. Well, it doesn't the even. Sharks eating the. No, jets no, no, not whatever, even. Isn't it? No, it's literally just it says sharks, and then underneath, Baby John writes stink. So it says okay, sharks, yeah. stink. sharks stink, and that's like honestly kind of funny and not racist in any way. It's them just being a rival gang. Well, I don't know. I just think the movie is trying to address. I'm always like going to play devil's advocate and be like a little bit like sympathetic, but like. I think the movie's trying to address different topics than the old one. Yeah. Like. Well, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. I, so hold yeah. on to that thought for a second. I guess, but like you're <clears throat> like we're kind of jumping right into like the the meat and potatoes of you like saying like you have all these like these issues with how it's presenting like the racial dynamic, and I feel like if that's what we're gonna talk about, then we might as well just talk about it. All right, I agree. Fair to enough. To be honest with no, you, no, I agree. I agree. And like. So just just get finish my thought on this. Yeah. It seems to me that um, it seems to me that the jets and the sharks in the original movie are more like a commentary on street crime yeah. and violence and how violence begets more violence and unpredictable actions and unpredictable people can like make things blow up out of control. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the new movie, it's more presented as like. We don't like you because you're immigrants who are here, and we're gonna defi- and you're displacing us. 
I mean, the police officer in the new version literally makes a point to say that to the to the Jets, to the white kids, mm-hmm. that they're basically white trash who have no place. I shouldn't really use that because it'll probably be al- algorithm flagged, but whatever. They're they're poor white folks who are like the dregs of society, who are the only ones who are left in this. Also, an important part of the remake. Basically, abandoned part of town. I guess that's gonna be like bulldozed soon, even though it's also like a so, thriving immigrant community to build condos or they, something. They they're, add, they're literally all over the place. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's just quickly sidebar for that whole thing because, yeah, in the new movie they add this gentrification subplot that goes nowhere and adds nothing. It literally adds nothing. So basically, in the new movie, the neighborhood, the West Side of West Side Story, is being demolished to make yes. room for new buildings but it doesn't impact the story in any way no at, not all. at all it's just like a gentrification's bad y'all like okay that's fine but like if you're gonna have that have it at least play a part in the story not just there for the sake of like social commentary like i don't know man it, there's so many things in this movie that i was just so disappointed with in in that regard okay like social commentary for the sake of social commentary not to like make a point or influence the story in any way or like you know influence anyone's opinion but just to say that like here here are these things we're addressing see except they're not really addressing them and we'll get more into that but i just want to put that out there first and foremost yeah like, i yeah i feel it was like they're attempting to tell they're attempting to bring different things in but i'm not so sure that it's super effective i mean this movie to me just felt like you know, I'm, I'm going to save this off for the end because there's a lot more that I have to say. So let okay. me just focus back in on point two, maybe. Well, I just want to say first to kind of finish off our discussion about how race plays a role in in the original. So West Side Story is not meant to be. Or at least, OK, let me just preface this by saying this is my opinion or at least what I have gathered from my knowledge of West Side Story. It's not meant to be this big commentary on race at all. It's meant to be literally West Side, or not West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet, but set in like, at that time, present day. Like Leonard Bernstein was a Jewish man who was living in New York City as a playwright. Like he wasn't trying to make any big racial commentary like that. It was meant to literally be, literally, Romeo and Juliet, set in the current time. And at the current time that it was written, guess what the big issue was in New York City? Puerto Rican immigration. That's why it's Puerto Ricans. Well, also just gang violence. Like they talk about the fact that like street violence is like a is a generational thing that's been around for like a while. Yeah. And that is like true to the lived experience of like that I mean time period. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's no, but that's the point that I'm making. Like just like the point I'm making is that there, there's a time and a place to bring those issues. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that I thought that some of it was bad or anything. Like I just don't think this is the correct medium to be addressing those issues because this is not the kind of movie that people go to and say like, "Wow, I'm gonna you know change my my thoughts on like." social issues like this isn't the kind of medium to do that were they trying to address the issues or were they just trying to like 
highlight them. Because I think they were just, like, putting them in your face more than they were, like, doing anything about them. But that's even worse, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it would have been better for them to leave that out of it because you're not doing... Like, that's that's the point I'm trying to make is that, like, it's... I guess, I don't know. I'm. It's fine to have those issues addressed, but not in this medium. That's the point I'm trying to make is just that, like, it just wasn't... I didn't feel it was appropriate for this medium. For, like, a movie or for a musical? For this particular movie, mu- musical. So what you mean is, like, this, this movie just didn't do it well? Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, okay... If they would have taken, say, like, I'm trying to think of a... Of a like, Steven Spielberg has directed movies that have done, like, dealt with a very, very heavy topic. Yes. Extremely well. Yes. Absolutely, yes. The point I'm trying to make is that West Side Story itself, as a medium, is not the place for those types of issues to be addressed. Because the, the it's going to be completely lost in translation. You could do West Side Story, like, you could do the same exact story... It's a fairly simple story. Yes. You could do the same exact... Like, the big twist in, in West Side Story, as far as I can tell from Romeo and Juliet, is that instead of her plotting to, like, be dead, quote-unquote, and having him, like, commit suicide... They're just running away she, together. No. they're the, That's the same plan in, in Romeo and Juliet, but the pl- thing in Romeo and Juliet, as far as I'm aware, is that she, she takes a thing to, like, pretend to be dead, to look dead so that she can get away. Yeah. He doesn't know that sees her corpse, and kills himself. Yes. And then she wakes up and kills herself, I think, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, but in this movie, the big switch is that Anita gets assaulted in both versions. Mm -hmm. She gets assaulted, almost raped, and then decides instead of fucking telling, instead of going with the plan and allowing them to escape, that she is not helping these people anymore. She's done. Yeah. Because remember, her boyfriend had just been murdered by the person that she was trying to help. And all of his friends just tried to gang rape her. Yeah. You can't blame the girl. But again, violence begets violence. You can tell this story. This story could be the Hatfields and the McCoys. You could set the same thing in West Virginia with a bunch of people with shotguns. Yes. The exact same story. It's never been about... I mean, okay. They say racist things in the movie, yes. Because, like we had just addressed... It was relevant to what was happening at the time that it was written. Also how people spoke. Yes, exactly. Like they it call... was relevant to the time that it was written. But it wasn't some big thing. Like it was it wasn't meant to be I don't know. I'm I'm we're I feel like we need to move on. But I do too, but I I do want to say like, yeah, it it was a thing in both versions a little bit, but like in the new version it was a lot more played up on the Puerto Rican side. Yes. As being like they were there weren't a gang. They were just Puerto Ricans. Yeah. They weren't like a group of like Puerto Ricans who were going around like controlling turf and stuff. It was just like they were Puerto, they Rican. Were Puerto Rican people. Yeah. Like trying literally. to like work and stuff. Whereas the Jets were just like basically homeless losers. Basically. Where in well, the old movie they even had like moms and stuff. They had like you know, they had like parents and stuff. In the new movie, I don't they all are like they're covered in dirt ninety nine percent of the time. They yeah, stay no, on there's dirt no piles. Parents that are present in the remake, but I just want to I just want to say really quick, you're not supposed to feel any certain way about the gangs. Like the 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 story is not about the gangs. The story is about Tony and Maria. Like you're supposed to be focused on their love story and like how in in the time that it's set, like it's societally unacceptable. And they break through that 
that norm in order to be together because they love each other. Like you're not supposed I to. I don't think you. I don't think that's right at all. What do you mean? I think the point is not to focus on like Tony and Marie are there and they're like, sure they're the quote unquote focus, but the real focus is the fact that like the people around them and the situation around them has made has set the situation up for like complete and utter disaster. But, like every little bit of this is is a train wreck. Yes, that progresses but, and unfolds. Yeah, everything around them is shit. But like, you're not. You're not supposed to supposed to that uh, I can't talk like the situation of, is shitty because of both gangs like both gangs play a role in the situation being shitty. But in this new movie, you're like basically like it's framed as if like the Puerto Ricans are correct and all the white people are wrong. And like it, that's not what West Side Story is. It's just not. I'm sorry. It's not. They're both at fault. That's the whole point. That's why when they come together at the end of the first of the original movie to carry Tony's body together, both Puerto Rican, both sharks, I should say both sharks and jets. That's why it makes so much more of an impact because they both are at fault and they both come together and put their differences aside in order to help. And in this new version, A, that doesn't happen at the end. And B, like the whole time it's framed as if like, yo, fuck all these white people like you're you're not seeing it as as jets and sharks. You're not seeing it as like these two groups of specific people. You're seeing it as it is fuck white people and Puerto Ricans are good. And that doesn't help anybody because for the longest time, the the narrative has always been, you know, fuck all the colored people and like white people are great. And now like flipping that narrative is not going to make things any better. You're just adding more to the hatred. You're not trying, you're not fixing any of the problems. You're just framing it in a different way and making it so that like you're, you're make. <sighs> Do you get what I'm trying to say? Uh, I think so. You're just like trying to say that you think that it was a very ineffective way to handle these race relation topics that it wanted to address in this movie. Yes. This movie wanted to, it wanted to address like housing inequality it wanted to address gentrification. It wanted to address urban development. It wanted to address immigration. It wanted to address race relations. It wanted to address poverty. It wanted to address literally everything in the world. It wanted to address transgender world, rights. Trans, yes, it wanted to address everything. That's another, okay, that's another point that we have to get into really quick. Just, Do we want to get rid of it? Can I just say that yes. for my part on anybody, uh, anybody's, I liked I liked her in the original. I liked him in the new movie. I, you know, I think that his, I think that her handling in the original was much more effective than his handling in the updated version. I think, frankly, that character didn't justify like that much screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, the character is literally like a messenger boy or messenger girl in the old version. Mm-hmm. They are a messenger person. So like that is like their their function and and everything is to just be a messenger person. They're a cool member of you know not a member of the gang. They're they're trying to be a member of the gang. That's their whole shtick. But there's well there's a lot of more going on in this that's bullshit about like anybody's character gets yeah they punch a cop and like it's supposedly a felony and then like they're never like caught because apparently they're so sneaky they can sneaky deaky everywhere i don't know i i wasn't the fan of that but oh real quick before, i'm getting off on track well before we get into cuz we're going to talk about anybody's but i just i just want to make a really quick point about 
just with the previous thing we were talking about because I think it's very relevant. So, okay. Another spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you've gotten this far, I, I pity you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the character of Doc yeah. in the remake yeah. is replaced by Rita Moreno, who plays um, Anita in the original. And Doc's dead. And Doc's dead. So, her character is Valentina, and she is... Widow or widower. Yes. No, Doc's widow. Yes. Doc's widow. Um, and it's implied th- throughout the movie that she has known all of the Jets since they were children, but she has no real connection to the Puerto Rican gang or the sharks, I should say. Although I I, I don't know whether to refer to them as the sharks or the Puerto Ricans because it's they're not. They're not a Puerto Rican gang and they're not the sharks, I don't. I would contend. I would contend I don't that know they what are to call just them. Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans, I guess. Sure. They are. They're po- Bernardo's Puerto Rican friends, if we want to, like, go that way. Sure. Because, like, literally, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not a gang. They're, you don't, they don't have shark graffiti everywhere. They're not no. arguing about their territory. It's more like, stop fucking with us, please, Jets, you fucking white trash pieces of shit. Yeah. You literally hate us only oh, because we're Puerto there, Rican. But yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Where in the old movie, it's like, we got to fight over this turf because we got to... We got to fight. It's a piece of dirt, but it's our piece of dirt. Exactly. But so, okay. So Valentina is clearly Puerto Rican. And it's said or it's stated in the remake that the reason the Jets are okay with her is because they consider her a gringa because she's married to or she was married to a white man. Which is an accurate portrayal of how white folks sometimes treat in my in my experience. Yes. But like, no, I agree with that. I think that's accurate. But here's the thing. So. I had a real problem with this change. Like, I, I love Rita Moreno. I thought she did a great job with the character. I just thought the character change was unnecessary. Because, And here's why. So, um, the beauty of his character, I'm reading directly from my Twitter thread, don't judge me. Okay. The, the beauty of his character is that he is an old white guy who was born and raised in New York City and is the voice of reason. He tries to protect Tony and Maria. He saves Anita. He ex- tries to explain to the Jets why they are wrong for their hatred. And it resonates so much more with the Jets because it is a white guy who is explaining why their hatred of different races is wrong. They are constantly surrounded by racism and Doc is is the one white character aside from Tony who is accepting of Puerto Ricans. So the whole the point with that is that like it's going to it resonates so much more with the Jets in the original because like at the time, like they're not going to listen to a Puerto Rican woman at at that time. I'm sorry, they're not. If you're trying to be like you know, uh, you're trying to be genuine to the time period, they would never take anything she says at face value because she is Puerto Rican. If we're being honest here, she would they would never Ooh, do the that. Jets? The Jets, yes. No, I Valentina's think, like, character, they would never take anything she says at face value. I don't if, know. I, I'm totally by the... I totally buy the explanation that she gives. I mean... Like, I mean, frankly, like, she, they're Puerto Rican. Like, people can be very white-presenting. And especially when you're like married to somebody. I mean, her name's Valentina, so like you know, you're not. It's not like she's fooling anybody. I guess if we're gonna, uh, I I just want to say, I'm trying to say that. Um, just I I think it resonated more in the original because it was coming from somebody who, literally, I mean, it's implied that Doc comes from the same upbringing as them. So like for him to be like, uh, you know. Stop being a bunch of fucking assholes kind of resonates more with them because it's somebody that they associate more with. I don't even know. I feel like Doc is, 
I, I mean, obviously the reason to have Valentina at all is to have Rita Marino play a character. Yeah. Which I'm not mad about. I'm really no. not mad about. And she did a great job. Yeah. But I also think that Doc is, like, pretty replaceable. I don't think, I, I don't really see, like, I mean, I guess they see that, like, okay, he's a white guy, but, like, really the guy's just the only good person in the entire movie. Yeah. Basically. I mean, Maria. Maria's pretty sympathetic. Yeah. Tony to an extent, but, like, Tony, like, Tony goes in and, like, tries to help his way into his own death. Like, mm-hmm. literally everything goes bad, breaks bad because Tony is like, oh, we got to stop the fight. Yeah. Then it's, once Tony goes in to try to stop the fight, that's when everything escalates beyond, like, comprehension. In both versions. Yeah. So. Well, well should we should we talk about anybody's then since we were kind of talking about it before? Should we just jump in? Yeah, I guess we could talk about anybody's. What do you okay. to say what you need to say about anybody? All right. I'm just going to, like I said, read from my Twitter thread and then maybe embellish a little more. Okay. So, I said, anybody's. Oh, anybody's. Why did they do this to your character? Okay, first of all, anybody's is one of, if not the most, superfluous character in West Side Story. The point of her character in the original is that she is a woman who is trying to be in a street gang. At the end of the show slash movie, the gang accepts her because she proves her loyalty by protecting Tony. But as far as the main story, she adds nothing. And this is what I said. And feel free to disagree with me. This is just how I felt as somebody who I will add is a member of the LGBTQ community. Okay. I get that we're trying to be inclusive now. And that's great. And it really is. But to give so much screen time to a background character just so you can say, hey, look, here's a trans person. See, look, we're woke is not the way to give transgender people representation. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. I get or I said, I mean that he had legit as much screen time as Tony and Maria. Anybody's had as much screen time as Tony and Maria. Anybody who's seen the original and knows the plot of the original like show will understand why that's that's bananas. That's bananas to me. Like, if you, if you want to be inclusive like that, have one of the main characters be transgender. Like, I would have been so much more for it if, like, Anita had been transgender. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it, it felt so disingenuous to me. It was literally just, like, every few scenes, you just got a glimpse of this transgender person who, number one, you don't know their names. The only reason I knew it was anybody's is because I know the show. That's the only well, most reason. Who are watching it probably know. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, who knows really nothing about the show, would you? Ha- did you know that character's name before I told you? I don't, I don't think so. It was anybody or anybody's. I guess I don't know. I was gonna ask, was it anybody or anybody's? But yeah. It's anybody's. Anybody's. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Why well, they don't? There's no explanation for that. I guess their name, but um, I don't know. I I was pretty much fine with anybody like anybody's like in the first in the original yeah she was a tomboy yeah who wanted to be part of the street gang she was an urchin just like the rest of them a degenerate and in the new one she's or he's there transgender or intersex and um i don't know they I wasn't, like, mad about, like, how much they were on screen, but they were on screen quite a bit, and, like, their whole function of the character actually is just to be sneaky and to go around and, like, tell other characters about what's going on. It's a play, so, like, I guess you have to have a character that, like, binds everything together. 
Well, right? okay. Like, is that like the deal? She's like the she functions as like the Shakespearean like. No. Freaking. I don't know, Jester Her, or some shit. I don't no, know what the hell happens no. in Shakespeare on, uh, well, Shakespeare on Ice. Is what I was and that's, say. that's another thing is that her her character in the in the original West Side Story doesn't correlate to any character in the original Romeo and Juliet. At least that I can think of. I will say that anybody is just as, anybody is just as cool as any other member of the gangs. Oh, I the, agree. The gangs are like. But okay, it's like what Little John. He's the only one whose name I, I know. Baby John. <laughs> Little John. Papa John. Better pizza, better ingredients, hail Satan. I ate 51 pizzas in 30 days. I gained 40 pounds. My but, sweat is pizza grease. Oh my god. Okay, oh. I have to I have to like make this point though. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I know I'm like I'm all over the place. It's just this movie made me really angry, guys, and I just really need to get this out of my brain so I don't like just carry it around with me. So, anyway. For everybody. We can tell. I'm sorry. Okay, so one thing I have to point out is that in the in the show and in the original movie, anybody's at the end. So Ice, who after mm-hmm. Riff dies, is like the implied new leader of the Jets because he was second in command. Now Riff is dead, therefore the succession continues. So at the end, in the original production and in the movie, Anybody comes and tells the rest of the gang that Chino has a gun and is going after Tony. Mm-hmm. And um, Ice says to her, you done good, buddy boy. Yeah. And she says, thanks, daddy-o. And in the beginning of the movie, they call Riff daddy-o. Yeah. And all of the members of the gang, buddy boy. Yeah. That's like, you know, common vernacular within them. So the reason sure. that, like, her character plays a little bit of importance in that way is that, like, it cements their roles in the gang now that, like, things have changed. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. And it also cements that the cycle of violence is unchanged. Yes. Exactly. Like yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because they accept her as one of the Jets. Like, at, by the end of the movie, she's one of the Jets. Like, yeah. it, you know, it shows that, like, change is coming or change has come. They don't do this in the remake. Well, they... She's like giving her like nod and like good job, but 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 in the remake, it feels like the freaking jets are dead. Yeah, it feels like like that was it. That like oh, we're all scared and we're going home now. That's what it feels like. Yes. Not like in the in this one where it's like, all right, um, Bernardo and Tony and uh, Riff is are dead. See you next week, folks. Like I, that. That's what it feels like. That these people have to live with each other still. Like they're not moving. Right. Like, you know what I mean? These people, they're a bunch of poor folks living in New York City. They're yeah. not going anywhere. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, it was just, I mean, they, they could have done so much more with, like, if they really wanted to be inclusive, like I said, they could have done so much more with trying to make the inclusivity feel like something that mattered instead of them just saying, here's a trans person, look at a trans person for 10 seconds. See, look, we're being inclusive. Like, you're not adding anything to the conversation by doing that. If anything, you're annoying people. Ah, see, that's the thing. It makes me wonder, like, are you just, like, making too big a deal about it? Because, like, the only... No, no, I don't think I am, because... Like, and anybody's is pretty androgynous, except for the one line when they are just like, I pants the... I pants the... But they don't have a dick. So, like, you're, like, pretty upset about something that, like, seems pretty... Well... No, I don't think I am because I disagree with you because here's here's how this, I think, is going to now play out. 
So this is what I envisioned that they wanted with this change, making anybody anybody's transgender. Mm-hmm. They wanted to pe- people to say, wow, look at that. They're, like I said, they're being so inclusive. Like, I'm so glad that this is opening up. Like, it's better than Star Wars. I guess, but... But here's what I think is going to happen that they are not thinking about. Okay, you and I, who we are both very open-minded people, mm-hmm. we both came out of that movie and literally said this character was on screen way too much. Why? Can you imagine somebody who's closed-minded seeing that and being like, what the fuck is this? If anything, it's just going to make people not want to be inclusive. Yeah, I would have cut the character just to save screen time. Two, hour, two hours, three, <clears throat> 35 minutes? Yeah. Is, that's a long movie. That's a lot. A long movie for Romeo and Juliet. Let's be honest here. I but don't even know what the runtime of the original. Or no, two was, hours and 31 minutes. It the felt, original? It, yeah. It huh. didn't feel that long, though. No, it was, it was, it was, it was paced seamlessly. a lot better, is my opinion. But yeah. that's something else. Um, but I, yeah. I think, like, I don't know, trans, I'm all for trans representation. I think anybody's was a... I think the character, the actor who played anybody's in both versions did a fine job. Oh, I agree. Um, I just think that, yeah, a little superfluous, like a little bit like a waste of screen time. Um, their character is literally a being a messenger. So like I would have been like I said, I would have been so much more down for it if they would have made one of the major characters transgender. And I get that maybe maybe society isn't ready for that yet. I understand. But like. By Dude, doing this, Maria, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like by by doing this, you're sweet. just you're you're making it so that people are not gonna, like I mean, okay, this is this is why this bothers me too is because like I'm sure that I am not the only diehard fan that has this reaction to seeing that. I'm sure, like you're not only pissing off people who are closed minded like that, but you're pissing off people who are like diehard fans of the show oh, that no closed minded people. Well, I know, but, like, you're pissing off, like, diehard fans of the show who, like, they un- we understand the context of anybody's. We understand why her character is important. And, like, to put this change in there is just, like I said, superfluous. It's yeah. just, it just is. Because, I just... because if at the end of it they had said what they said in the original, it would have been, been so much more of an impact. I'm sorry, I'm going to shut up now and let you speak. Okay, I think time to... We've wasted more time on talking about anybody's than the movie wasted showing anybody's talk. All right. Should we move on then? Just about. All right. Um, but no, no. Okay, go no, ahead. No, no. I, I mean, I think we point point made. I think I, think I got, got that it. out. Okay. <laughs> and I just want to say, too, like, to anybody who is transgender who's listening, like, I want to hear your opinion. Like, please tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that I'm, like, interpreting this in the wrong way. Like, I want... I want to hear what you have to say. Again, send your messages in in a few months when this movie's on, like, direct-to-video. Yeah. Because it's a box box office stinker, as far as I'm aware. So, like, just wait. Don't pay money to see it. Yeah. Thing. Please don't. You don't know, give, don't don't give do Spielberg pay, like, your money. Pay, like, $2.99 Amazon or something, God. Yeah. But don't, don't spend money to see this in the theater. Yeah. It was, like, $50 after the popcorn. It was, it was <laughs> I mean, I had a fine time. I Spoilers. I thought the movie was fine. I, I thought it was, like, a solid, like six or something i don't know i well, didn't hate it i guess let's let's take a little palette cleanser and talk about the positives of the remake the positives the yeah. chor- choreography was amazing i agree um the the i almost said the dancing <laughs> <laughs> the costumes so good i really i really did like the costumes in this new one i thought the casting was pretty good too for the uh, most part mm. for the most part i thought the casting was pretty good i thought tony was weak especially seeing the original 
Um, yeah, I thought the casting was pretty good for the most part. Maria was, well, okay. I'll say this about Maria. Oh, I thought she fine. did a fine job mm-hmm. for the Maria they wanted her to be. Yeah. Because, and we'll get into to that, but like I thought her singing was great. She hit all the notes. She sounded lovely. I think everybody sounded pretty damn good. Yeah, I liked I liked Anita. Who I don't know who played Anita, but I liked Anita. I liked no, Bernardo. She ass. She yeah, was great. so so was Bernardo's actor. He was great too. But Tony's casting and Riff's casting, honestly, I didn't like the guy who was Riff at Riff all. Riff looked like Andy Samberg. I thought he played it off well. He had like he had the good charisma for it, but I I thought he was a little silly because he was such a tiny little stinker. Oh God, he was. You know? <sighs> I don't know. They all look like dweebs, but that's okay, I guess. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in forever. <laughs> <laughs> dweebs. They all kind of look like dweebs. <laughs> but, you know. All right. Um, we were talking about positives, weren't we? We were. Set design was great. Yeah, except like, I feel like there's the more simplistic sets of the old movie were more effective. I agree. You know, I didn't. I liked it actually. Watching the the "I Wanna Be in America" song was great. Seeing them like sing it together at night, like in their like I don't know wherever on the, the roof they were. on the roof that yeah. was where they were okay yep. on the roof. Where as opposed to like going through the whole market and or like going through the market, going through like the streets of New York City and be like, "I wanna be in America," like a little bit like. I don't know. It was bombastic. I, they know they had to spend $100 million, but did they have to spend $100 million? No! You could have done like a dark rooftop and it could have cost you like forty grand. Y'all, you know, they could have spent $100 million on like Feeding the Hungry and they made this fucking garbage movie. Aaron's doing that thing that I do sometimes <laughs> where I get real close to the mic and start talking to y'all. You guys, they literally spent $100 million on this fucking dog pile. Thank you. Which is a stinker, so it's okay. It all everything gets a return, except they're except it's not. They only made yeah. like ten grand or ten millions of dollars so far. Ten grand. <laughs> that would be awesome. We sold like thirty tickets. <laughs> we were like two of them. Damn it. I invented my mom and dad. They came. Damn. No, we didn't. All right. I have to now get into Tony, because we have to Tony. talk about the changes to Tony. Hey, I thought on Tony. Okay. I didn't know his name was Anton in the new movie. Anton. I thought she was. I thought she was calling him Anton because that was like a special like, like Spanish name for Tony. Nope. I don't know very much about anything. I guess so. Oh, stop! Yes, you do. Anyway. Um. Okay. So, they made Tony into like the worst human being to walk the earth. Um. Dude, every we need to have a worst human being to walk. Do we have a worst human being to walk the earth? Like list? Yeah, we should because we have Mark. We got a lot of folks <laughs> on this list now. But anyway, I feel like more can, than one person can be a. What, oh, anyway. Let's not get sidetracked. Who, okay, he's he's one of the worst people to walk the earth. Yes. Okay. So they added this like prison subplot that doesn't exist in the original. Um, where like I guess Tony beat the shit out of some guy and did time in prison, and now he's like, I'm going on the straight and nor- narrow because I have to, and like. He doesn't want to go to the dance at the gym because, like, he can't because of his parole. It's very strange. It's, again, superfluous and adds absolutely nothing. Um, It makes his behavior that much more questionable. Um, Okay. 
We have to talk about the issues of consent in this movie because I think that they exist. Um, I don't... I do think they exist, but I do want to just, like, can we preface this all by talking just about, like, the the main scene where this is, like, relevant and, like, prescient is on the balcony. And, right? No, I would say... I would say the biggest scene is on the balcony where she's telling him no, no, no repeatedly. Yes, but I would argue that, like, even from the beginning where they first see each other, the dance, that, okay. that I, I feel I like... I feel that, but I, what I was going to preface, what I was going to preface this whole discussion then by saying is that... This movie, the original, mm-hmm. had effortless chemistry between the two main characters, mm-hmm. had an effective romance plot where, like, it you was You could clear, tell there was consent. It was clear that, no, it was not even that there was consent. It was clear it was, like, love at first sight, like, fairy tale, fairy tale love. Whereas yeah. this one was literally back behind the bleachers, smoochy smoochy during the fucking high school dance. Continue with your discussion on consent now. I just want to say that, like, that move, the old movie gave us a much more effective. Romeo we, and Juliet. We, we, yeah, we knew that these people fucking loved each other. Mm-hmm. But actually, as opposed to, I got kissed behind the bleachers. I'm not going to do an accent. I got kissed behind the bleachers by the boy Tony. And Tony loves me so much because he got out of prison and he knows, just knows in his heart, is deep down in his heart. That now that he's out of prison, there's something good waiting for him out here. <laughs> okay, wait, back up real quick. That song, Something's Coming. Oh, fuck. That dude. Tony. This is where I'm going to jump right on the bandwagon. Holy shit. Stanky, stanky, stinker. Yes. Okay, so in the in the beginning, when like Riff goes and talks to Tony and tells him, like, hey, you got to come and show up for the Jets tonight because we're challenging the Sharks or the Puerto Ricans, whatever. Um, we'll call afterwards, them the Sharks, right? Yeah, we'll call them the Sharks. So afterwards, Tony, in the original and in the stage production, sings a song to himself. Now, it's a non-diegetic song where he's saying something's coming. Like, I don't know what it is, but like something great is going to happen. I can feel it. Something's going to happen tonight. Like, I, I just have this great feeling. In the, in the remake, he's singing it to Valentina, who doesn't even like exist in the original at all and is just added for what reason? I have no fucking idea. Why is he singing it to her? I don't understand. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Got a little carried away there. But, it, um, it worked much more effectively where he's singing it by himself. It yes. also seemed much less weird. Mm-hmm. Again, where he's like in his own head thinking to himself like, oh my God, this could be great. Like, there's got to be something out there for me. I'm working at this store stacking boxes. Yeah. And, like, Valentina is, like, his, basically, like, his last chance because he just got out of prison for a year. He's literally, like, working with her to try to get on the straight and narrow and get off parole. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, in the old thing where he's just, like, a kid trying to get, like, his life together. Yeah, he wants to be good for the sake of being good, not because there's any stakes involved. Yeah. And again, Valentina's his mentor. In a way, it's actually much more tragic what ends up happening because Valentina is, like, his mentor who supposedly would have much more influence over his life. Yeah. Whereas, like, Doc is literally just, like, his employer. Yeah, that's true. Like, Tony and Doc don't have, like, a particularly special relationship. They do a little bit. (coughs) But, like, it's not, like, it's not, like implied that they're like it's not to the, to the degree that it is in the, the new version no doc's just a good dude and tony yeah. works for him but okay anyway we got we got off track yeah, for a second so time. okay so um 
I'm just, like I said, going to put a little bit of a trigger warning. If people are, you know, if this makes you uncomfortable, click away. I completely understand. We completely understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, in, in this remake, so, okay, let me back up. For anybody who's seen the original, whether it's the stage version or the 1961 movie, when Tony and Maria see each other at the dance for the first time, A, like Rich said, there is a natural chemistry, and they they gravitate towards each other, you know? Like, in the, in the movie, it's all blurred and everything, and, like, they, it's no one else is there and they just they naturally gravitate towards each other and dance with each other. And it's like they're in their own world and no one exists but the two of them. Right. <laughs> and the new one, it's blurred right until they walk behind the bleachers to they, go like, yeah, talk it's to each other, <sighs> do a little kissy, kissy. They literally go behind the bleachers. Number one. Then Maria outright asks Tony, is it OK that. You know, I'm not white or whatever. She says, like, is it okay that we're different? And Tony lies to her because it's made very clear from the beginning that it's not okay. So based on that, Maria just, like, kisses Tony out of the blue, which, fine, okay. Then the whole thing happens where, you know, Bernardo sees them and freaks out and whatever. So, later, when, you know, Tony sings Maria and goes to her fire escape Mm -hmm. to see her. Right. She flat out fucking tells him, go away. You can't be here. Right. In the original, when he comes to see her, she tells him, like, you got to be quiet. But, like, she has a big smile on her face and she's clearly happy to see him. Well, again, like, they, it, it's presented in the original as them, like, they only had eyes for each other. They, like, literally, like, gravitated without, like, even having a care in the world for anything else. And that went from there. Whereas, like, in the new one, it feels like it's kind of one-sided right up until the point where she's, like, Stockholm syndrome into fucking wanting to run away with her brother's murderer. Yes. Yeah. It's. I mean, there's so many, like I said, issues of consent. There's so much manipulation going on. Because, like, you can tell in the remake that she realizes that, like, this dude lied to me and told me that this was okay. But it clearly upsets everyone around me. It's causing a lot of issues within my family. And, like, she flat out, hang on, I'm just going to read what I, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, the whole point of the show slash film, which I, I said this a little while ago, but I'm going to reiterate because it's important. Society says that them being together is not okay, but they break the rules set forth because they love each other. Um, what did I say? Sorry. Yeah, basically that. But, like, Tony manipulates Maria in the remake the whole time. The whole time. I'm sorry. He just manipulates her because the comparison that I made was that watching the two of them together, which, first of all, I should say they had absolutely no chemistry, and you can attest to this. They had absolutely none. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, It was like watching a lost puppy be led by a serial killer. I mean, I'm a lot more sympathetic to the fact that it, like, seems like they were trying to present Tony as being, like, super, like, in love with her. 
like they were going for that. Yeah. But like, so I'm not like I don't know if I'm willing to like go the, like the whole manipulation route. I guess a little bit, but like. Well, that's what the way Stockholm I look Syndrome at it is. is. That, ah, but she's not kidnapped. Stockholm Syndrome specifically means kidnapping. But you even just said Stockholm Syndrome. I'm well, just quoting you. A little bit once the murder takes place, but before the murder takes place, before everything breaks bad, it's like he's super into her. She gave him a peck. Yeah, she's ambivalent about him. Like, it's not and Romeo it's and Juliet. The, and that's how it's played in the in, in the movie. Like they're clearly have feelings for each other, but when he says "I love you," she just goes like "Yes." Yeah. Because she like is a little bit overwhelmed, and that's like just humans being humans. Where in the movie it's like, "I love you, Maria. I have seen you, and now I love you." We went behind the bleachers, and I will fix <laughs> all problems. Which Tony, to be fair, is doing in the original too. I mean, I mean, I feel like we're zigging and zagging all over the place here. I guess. All right. Let me let's let's go into. OK, we need to talk about song placement really quick. OK, <laughs> so. OK, <laughs> Um, in the remake, they add this like really weird, like gun sequence where like Riff has a gun that he wants to bring to the rumble. And Tony's like, what the fuck? Why? Mm-hmm. And so he rustles it away from him. And then they sing the song Cool, which in the original, it's sung after, like, Tony and Bernard, or not Tony, Riff and Bernard are murdered, and the rest of the Jets are together, like, what the fuck are we going to do? And then Ice is like, you all are going to fucking play it cool, because if not, we're all going to rot in jail. And so they sing this song, and it It makes makes so much sense. Yes. Um, Yeah. I I fucking hated that rendition of Cool too. Also because um Tony doesn't sing in that song at all, and neither does Riff, at all. There's I mean they just like gave parts to those actors for no reason. Huh. Also, um I feel pretty. Yeah. What did you think about the placement of that in the remake? Being in like the cleaning section. Well, yeah, like after after the rumble. I mean, I thought, like, knowing that, like, that everything had broke bad, it was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, yeah. So, okay, to just to give some context to what we're talking about. So, in the original, um, Maria sings I Feel Pretty, like, the day of the rumble because she knows she's going to see Tony mm-hmm. that night. So, like, the morning of or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's at work and she's amped up yeah yeah she's like excited and you know she's singing this like silly love song um in the remake it's after the rumble happens it's i feel like the placement is very strange pretty funny like your brother's dead your boyfriend killed him also why did they make maria a cleaning lady when she was so much better as a seamstress i don't know they even kept evita being a seamstress which is funny yeah so i don't know you mean anita you keep calling her Evita. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. I guess um, so. Okay, another song that, like, what in the hell is, um, so that song Somewhere. Over the Rainbow. No, not that one. Oh. Um, so in the original, they, uh, oh, Tony yeah, and Maria. One. Oh, man. Yeah. Tony and Maria sing this song somewhere um, after Tony comes to see her after the rumble where Bernardo gets murdered by 
You guessed it. Tony. Because guess what? They're looking for somewhere that they can go. Yes. Somewhere they can go where they can be together and not be judged and not have this violence around them. And not get charged for murder. Yeah. Um, also, uh, in the original, Tony tells Maria that Bernardo killed Riff. And I do not recall him ever saying anything to that effect in the remake. Yeah, I don't remember that either, but I also don't remember like her having much of a reaction to her brother's murder in the remake. Yeah. It was like, oh no, let's bang. Literally. I mean, literally, like, I mean, I think that's a little strange in both cases that, like, that was, like, a thing, like, oh, I totally understand that this was a big accident. And I get it. Like, she did know that he wasn't trying to kill Bernardo. Yeah. But at the same time, Jesus, girl. Well. Avita had the right idea. Anita. I know. I just said Avita to make you mad. Ugh. Um. So, yeah, so in the remake, um, Valentina sings it, mm-hmm. and it makes zero sense, and I fucking hate it. Literally, why is she singing somewhere? I don't know. It makes no sense. Like, you're a character that was added just for this version. You have no connection, really, to the main plot. This song is so important for them because they're literally saying, we need to go somewhere where mm-hmm. we can be together, and you're going to give it to this person who means nothing to the plot? Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's as, that's as far as I had with my points, but I'm going to, like, hand it over to you and just let okay. you get your thoughts out of your brain, too. I don't have anything, like, super organized, but I did want to point out the fact, like, you mentioned that weird scene where they go and buy the gun off the sketchy guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the, in the new movie, like, they kind of play it where Tony and Chino are, like, each other's counterparts. Yeah. Um, and they kind of are a little bit in the old one. But Chino, like, is the one who has the gun. Yeah. From the, like, the very get, from the get-go. Like, the gun gets brought in after Bernardo was murdered. In the original, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Not like they bought a gun because they were scared and they wanted to bring a secret gun to the Rumble just in case they needed to use a gun. And then Chino happened to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, Chino I agree. Chino happened to pick it up and go serial killer mode. <laughs> Like, yeah. Chino taking avenge for his, like, dead, like, blood brother is, like, makes a lot more sense than Chino being, like, I have found the weapon, and now I will take avenge for my blood brother. Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it still is, like, a little bit, you know what I mean? They had, they went out of their way to have the Jets bring the gun. Yeah. To the situation. Well, and I just want to add, too, just real quick, since you brought up Chino, that, like, in the original, he's a part of the gang from the get-go. But in the remake, they make him like, oh, he's like the good guy and he's studying to be an accountant. He's, you know, he wants to be in our gang, but he's not cool enough or badass enough. And it's just like, so that doesn't, like, him wanting to go murder Tony doesn't, like, follow at all in terms of who he's been presented as a character. I think he, I think he's like Tony and then he was trying to get straight. That was the vibe that I got. Mm. Was that Chino was trying to get get his act together? Ah, uh, nah, I don't think so. I, I mean, he's he was going to like night classes and stuff. Was like the, yeah, but he was never he was never bad. That's what I'm saying. He never in what in any, the original? No, in the remake. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it made no sense for him to be like, 
Like in the, well, in, I don't know. I think he might have been bad beforehand. They, it sounded mm-hmm. like he was trying to get his shit together. Because Tony's trying to get his shit together. No, as far as as far as I can tell in the remake, like Chino had no history of like being a part of the gang or being involved in any violence. He was just a good dude, and Bernardo wanted to set Maria up with him because he wasn't part of that lifestyle. So for him to just completely oh, okay. flip the script and be like, I'm a murderer now, I'm going to go kill Tony. It was like, wait, but this makes no sense because the entire movie you've been presented as a good guy. So like all of a sudden you're just going to fucking murder somebody? I like, do, I do think it's a little, well, I mean, people snap, but I, so I think it's a little bit more effective. I think that was actually an effective thing is, is was having Chino be kind of separate because uh, the only thing I don't like is that Chino didn't like, okay, Chino being separate from this all was the thing that necessitated the gun, I guess. So I guess I'm not, like, that mad about that, like, the weird gun plot. But I did like Chino having... Chino's a lost two is what I'm trying to say. He's like, a what? Chino is, Chino is a lost two in all this. Oh, yeah. He's a tragic loss as well. Yeah. So, like, Bernardo's dead, Riff's dead, Tony's dead, Maria's, like, love is dead, her brother's dead, Chino's friend is dead, Chino's career in this context and life is over. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of death and suffering and like, and I think that's what the ultimate like message of West side story is, is that like violence begets violence. Well, yeah, it's literally it's a story this... about escalation dy- dynamics. Well, it's literally exactly like, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Like that's the yeah. same message you get from Romeo and Juliet. And that's why I think it works so well, but, yeah, it's a timeless, fairly simple, but timeless story. Right. Um, I would say, like, I don't know, maybe a six out of ten for me. Maybe a five. The or remake? F- five or six, yeah. See, I my rating's like negative 50 billion. I fucking hated it. And I, I want know. them to burn it and bury it in the ground. I'll probably never watch it. I will never watch it again. Yeah, no, I will never, ever watch the remake ever again. It's like, okay. <sighs> I'm good. I said this in my my Twitter thing too. Like, I really hope that Hollywood just learns to stop. And I know they won't, but I I, I can be hopeful. <laughs> but they just learn to stop remaking things that people don't ask for. It's like how they're doing. Like ABC is doing this like live musicals thing. Like they just did Annie, like our live Annie or whatever. Uh. And like they have done like a live Rent, which Rent has its own problems as we have found out. But like. <laughs> You don't need to do a live thing of, like, you're you're ruining, how do I say this? Okay. For this specific example of West Side Story, West Side Story, the original movie, won 10 Academy Awards. 10. This one might win some, too. I hope it doesn't. Well... I you really hope the, it doesn't. I hope I hope it gets a zero out of ten from all of the score critics. The ninety four and the oh tomato, I don't the understand. Metacritic or the tomato score is why ninety two. Why? Because apparently it's a good movie. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't care for it particularly. But like, okay, original West Side Story is still to this very day the only music movie musical that has won that many Academy Awards. It was really good. It was amazing. Yeah. Why do you need to remake it? I don't understand. Because you want to make a billion dollars, but instead you make $10 million. 
<sighs> I just, uh, it just it infuriates me, was dude. Like, hey, Steven Spielberg, is your schedule free? And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I could pixel, yeah. He could have, he was the worst person, honestly. I mean, he's made great movies. He's a great director. I don't but th- he is I, the worst person to have done this movie. I kind of disagree. I don't know if I agree. I, I feel like this movie, the fact that we're able to tear this movie apart while also being like, well, the choreography, the music, and like the dancing was great, and like the, the costume design was great. Goes to say that like this movie was good enough structurally that we were able to like compare it and be like these this is these decisions make it suck and we're not like we're not like shitting on like the movie being like poorly made. It is though. I'm sorry. It no, is. No, the movie's like story like the the changes and stuff are kind of bullshit. But the movie's not like the cinematography itself is good. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we he didn't make a shitty movie. He made a movie with a shitty like plot. And, like, bad decisions. Well, yeah, I think, okay, I think this is what the difference is that, like, people need to, directors specifically need to realize. Like, you can make a movie that's visually beautiful, but movie musicals specifically, that's not what, people aren't going to go see it you for the visuals. You don't want to credit for anything. I'm well, just trying to say hang on, just let me finish. Just let me finish. So... Movie musicals are not made to be some grand spectacle. They're just not. Just let me finish. Okay. The whole point that people go to see it is because they want to see the stage version on the screen. That's what they want. Okay. I'm speaking as a musical theater fan myself and many musical theater fans that I have spoken to. This is just a thing. This is what we want. So it's not meant to be this grand spectacle. It's meant to be you follow the story. You can add some subliminal changes here and there, but for the most part, we want the story that we're familiar with because that's the, the story we fell in love with. So for him to take so many creative liberties in terms of like characters and song lyrics and placement of songs and, and storylines, it just, it, it, he wasn't the right director. I'm sorry, there's a specific type of director for this kind of, of film and he wasn't it. Not a lot of directors who make this type of film suck. Well, that's the point. They're good at one thing, and that's making movie musicals. That's why the movie musicals, that's why movie musicals don't get made that often. You this, realize that. This guy made Schindler's List. Has he ever made a musical before? Probably. I don't think he has. Let's Google it. All right. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah. I, that, that's, I mean, my whole point is kind of contingent on that. I get what you're saying, but I also am just kind of like, you know. Was he the worst choice in the world? There's a lot of like I, crack I think so. cracks out there. Cranks. Quacks. Crackhead no. quank cracks quacks. Nope. This is the first. This is the first musical he's ever done, and hopefully the last. I don't think he did that bad of a job. I'm sorry, but it's just Okay. Again, like the, the like the, this I think the screenplay and shit was like pretty bad. I feel like a lot of the decisions that were made were probably made in committee. Well, okay, here's, I, I have to make this comparison because I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit just, just for a second. Mm-hmm. So I said a few minutes ago that like movie musicals are meant to be about spectacle. I'm going to take back that point and add a caveat. Mm-hmm. It depends on the musical. So like you haven't seen Chicago yet, have you? No, but I imagine like Moulin Rouge is a musical as well. Right. I would, I would imagine, I would hope Moulin Rouge would be a spectacle. Yes. Okay. Yes, it depends on the show. 
West Side Story is not a spectacle. It's not. It takes place in New York City, and the characters are, like, everyday people. Yeah, the dirty garbage people, yes. literally. Whereas, like... They're a, a, on piles of debris. Yeah, well, in the, in the remake, yes, but not in the original. But, so, like, a, okay, a, and a great example of a music, movie musical done recently, in recent years, I would say, like, you know, in the new millennium, that was done very, very well, is Chicago. That is a movie that has a lot of spectacle, but it still stays true to the story and the music. Oh, you would, you're going to like it. We're going to watch it. But Will that's we? a great example because it's the type of movie where you can have the spectacle and the great cinematography, but it still follows the story to a, to a pretty much a T. Like seeing the movie version is basically the same as if you were going to go to like Shays or whatever, go to see a Chicago on Broadway. Like you're, you're getting the same pretty much experience mm -hmm. and that's what people want when they go see a movie musical they want that similar experience of seeing it on broadway yeah and this movie didn't do that at all okay and i th and I, I, that's why i'm surprised it has such good ratings to be so quite honest 50 billion out of 10 yes i want i want it to to be buried in the ground and never heard of again whoa i really really hated it you heard it here first folks this movie's really gonna be buried it. just like the uh the video game based on the steven spielberg hit et <laughs> see that's what i'm saying like uh, what i mean i'm all for like i'm all for directors and people who create to like branch out and try new things but when it comes to something like this you need to stick with the director that knows what the fuck they're doing you know what not gonna hurt Steven Spielberg's feelings by saying that he made a stinker. Cause guess what? Steven Spielberg, you sucked at making this movie. You just did. I loved Jaws. I thought it was great. Jaws was great. Like I'm not saying he's a awesome. bad director. I'm saying he's bad at directing musicals. Ryan? No. Might be too gory for you. I think we briefly touched on this before. <laughs> I, wonder if I could get someone to like edit a version of Saving Private Ryan, where like any blood and like guts or whatever is just like. Big, maple like, syrup. I was gonna say like a big like <laughs> laughing emoji or something. No, like I wanted to be I wanted to be maple syrup. That sounds way more difficult than just covering <laughs> it up. But anyway, why all you have to do is color gradient it, oh, and then it'll look she, like maple oh, syrup. I'm, just, I'm an editor. Well, you edit Saving Private Ryan for yourself. I'm not. I can't do that. Oh, I edit talk music and podcasts. It's so okay. easy, guys. Can't do it herself. <laughs> Classic. Well, Steven Spielberg, if you're listening, Steven Spielberg, your movie is garbage. Steven Spielberg could probably make the blood and saving private right. Yeah, there like, we go. Okay, here you go, Spielberg. You want to make some money? Maybe no. not ten million dollars. Give but... me a money. Give me yeah. Five, give me five dollars. This will be the refund that we spent on the shit movie. Which okay, can I sidebar for one second because we got charged twice for this garbage movie. <laughs> hey, you got refunded. <laughs> no, we didn't. You will get. Oh my god. No, we didn't. That money went down the drain. Yes, Arr, that's what I'm saying. Okay, we could have seen Dune. But, yeah. Okay, so just for some context, you guys. So I'm mad now. So what happened was? I'm pissed. Can I tell them what happened? I'm. They need to give me a second to rage about my. Hold on a second. We gotta pour one out for a missing thirty dollars. <laughs> anyway, so here's what happened. So. Um, I was on my PC and I was on the Regal website and I was trying to buy the tickets for a 710 showing of West Side Story. Oh, spark notes. We're six, 67 minutes into this podcast, babe. Spark notes. Okay, I'm, relax. <laughs> Just chill. So uh, the page decided to freeze 
And I was like, oh, but I guess it didn't charge. Um, just kidding, it did. And um, I went to go and check my email and Rich had already bought like new tickets for a different showing on Fandango. And so I looked in my email and uh, there was no email there from Regal. So I was like, did it go to my junk folder? And lo and behold, there it was in my junk folder. And it was like, well, you have 60 minutes before the showing to cancel your thing. And it was a 710 showing and that email, I saw it at 655. So we paid for this movie not once, but twice. And I regret spending every cent. You pay for it with Meridia or with the joint? That's the same one. So. Oh, I'm sorry. With the yes, with the joint. Doing. I so, wonder if we could do a chargeback and, and then never ever go see a movie with that card again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to just write an email to Regal and be like, hey, so your website is trash. Can I please get my money back? Let's do that. Like, we didn't even go to the showing. It would be one thing if we went and then just walked out, which I will say real quick, um, I almost wanted to walk out of this movie. She did. She texted me, actually, like, with an hour left in the movie and was like, I, I want to go. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not leaving a movie that I spent money on. <laughs> that's, that's not in my blood. <laughs> so we stuck it out like brave little soldiers for we you, did. the audience. Yes. Nah. And I clapped when Tony died. For my $60. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I will say Give the best part of that whole. <laughs> the best part of that whole experience was getting to eat the popcorn. Oh, my God. I wasn't mad about going to the movies. No, it was fun. Well, it was, thank God there was, like, three people in the theater, so I wasn't even that worried about Omicron. Yeah, yeah. That was Ugh. super nice. It was literally, like, we were in the middle, and there were, like, two people in front of us and, like, two people behind us, and that was it in the whole theater. It was awesome. Um, but wrap this up? Yeah, I was just going to say, do you have any other thoughts? Like, yeah, well, okay. I real- got some thoughts. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. My thoughts, Um, this is a pretty major one, actually. But Omicron's some serious shit, so go get boosted or vaxxed or whatever. Like, fucking, if you're listening to this, like, you're probably pretty cool. So, like, be cool. Yes, please get vaccinated. I meant or final boosted. thoughts about West Side Story, but thank you for that. Well, just get boosted. Come on. Yeah. Okay, can we both agree that the original is far superior in yes. every way? Yes. Thank you. Um, really, that's the whole point of this podcast is that, like, um, just watch the original and save yourself some time and money and heartache and you know anger and yeah you know um don't get that invested in west side story folks <laughs> that's not the message no i think that's the message it's... don't ever get invested in musicals like my poor wife oh this yeah. is what it does to you it makes you irate it really does for an hour about how this movie is just outrageous bullshit it's bad it's i have so sworn bad. more in this episode than i've sworn in any of our episodes combined yeah. And frankly, I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> Amen, my dude. Go Bills. Go Bills. Um, yeah, so I apologize for this hour rant. Um, I'm glad it's now out of my brain, although I'm going to be honest, I'm probably still going to complain about it at work tomorrow. Um, oh, hell yeah. I'll be hearing about more about it. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've been having some lively discussions about this, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Because this movie is... It is a stinker. I I think it's a stinker. I say, like, I'm way too generous with my ratings. That's why I was, like, five, six. (laughs) Like, it's okay. Like, I don't know, man. I've seen, like, like, it wasn't, like, a literal garbage movie, dude. Yes, it was. All right. Subjectively. Subjectively. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to be devil's advocate. We gotta watch some real garbage movies so you can have some perspective here. I have seen some real garbage movies. Mm -hmm. I have. And this is up there with, like, 
a lot of them. Like, I, I mean, watch we watched Rent. Rent's a pretty garbage movie. No, I mean, like, garbage movies. Like, movies that are just, like, shitty. Yeah. No, like, shitty and, like, badly put together. Like, Rent is a functional movie that, like, works. It's just a stupid fucking story. <laughs> I guess, same all right. this movie. This yeah, I guess I would put it in the same caliber. This movie is a good-looking movie that sounds good, and, like, the actors are, like, individually fine for the most part. Except for Tony. Yeah. Tony just looks... I don't know, man. But anyway... He's a creep. Anyway. Anyway. All right, we've talked enough about this. Um... Yeah, go outside. Go, you know, hug your child. Um, you know, whatever. Just uh, get some positivity up in here. Um, yeah. The holidays are coming, and we just want to say a really quick thank you to everybody listening. Um, we've been doing this now for how long? Since like August, so like almost six months now. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we've enjoyed every second of it. I know that sometimes we're not like super punctual with episodes um but we do have lives outside of this um yeah but this i just want to say a big thank you to rich for agreeing to do this podcast with me oh my gosh um and just that we are yeah this has been so much fun and i can't wait for what the new year brings and um i guess my question for you otter is um what do you want the next movie to be because it's going to be your pick since this was technically mine Oh, we are we subbing out the Breakfast Club for another time then? Yeah. Okay, if that's how we want to play it. I'm not going to make you sit through another What's movie. What's my pick then? Yeah. Holy shit. Um. You want like some time and maybe you announce it on Facebook or something? Yes. I'll, okay. Yes, I'll do that. Cool. Yes. That works. Okay. But um, yeah. So um, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate, I know Hanukkah is over now. I think, right? Or is it still going on? I think it ended. Oh. It was eight days. Well, happy... it's eight days every year, actually. But, <laughs> but... well, happy belated Hanukkah to uh, our friends who celebrate. Um, happy Kwanzaa, happy or Merry Christmas, and Habarigani. 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 Yeah, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys probably in the new year. Um, you know, stay safe out there, and we love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right, y'all. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.